So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? It's CFNBA Podcast, and we are back for another week, unlike the haters said that we would do, or the haters said we would not be, but we're here. How's it going? Many people were, many people were saying that we would not be back two weeks in a row. But you guys are doing good! Yeah, so <laughs> you like that little soundbite. So, like I said, we're always trying to grow, we're always trying to improve, so I've got a few uh, soundbites, you're going to start hearing those, and I'm going to get like funny ones from each week. And, some and then probably them, two months from now, people will be tired of it, and then uh, we might have to stop. We'll take a few weeks off, and we'll come back. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? Is that... You gotta produce! Yeah, you gotta produce. Troy Calhoun's right. Um, so Wise man. look for those to come in through our uh, throughout our podcast. I, I'll be on the ones and twos for that. So... The other thing that we did is we just listened to our intro, and I have to say that this is the first time we did that. We normally don't play it in. We record it and then add it in post, but I think that kind of fired me up a little bit. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it was good stuff. So let's get into some news. So once again, as we always say, we're generally pretty football-centric. Um, so the first thing we can talk about is spring football. Uh, what is it, first and foremost? I really don't know. I was looking at the schedule, and it's it's like a two-week-long thing, and they do their workouts, and I guess they practice stuff. I don't know. Like, what is it? All I know about spring football is uh, the football players would start complaining about a week out. Yeah. And then they'd go down to the hack really early in the morning to do something, some, like, unknown drills that nobody's supposed to know about, and then they would have like one day of full contact hidden for the blue and white game. And then mm-hmm. it was kind of, then it would kind of be over. And that, that that's pretty much how quick it went, even in real life. Yeah. We try to be as supportive as possible, um, really of all Air Force athletics. But that's the one thing that I say that I never went to. You know what other schools, like Ohio State, their spring game just sells out. And in yeah. the SEC, they sell out. I never went to any of ours. And... I don't know. I don't think that makes us bad people. I don't think it makes us bad Air Force fans to not want to go to that. I don't I don't think so either. I think, uh, to be fair, the school probably conveniently scheduled a silver weekend at the same exact time. So More than likely. So that's why you got to get in those uh, passes, those like SCAs that I want to go watch the game. Yeah, if you're, if you're a good training officer, you just make that your squadron's training. Yeah. Or what you do is you, you fill it out and you say, I want to go watch the game. And then you just go to back east and watch the game. And then when so you get like there, a normal it's like, football game. <laughs> well, yeah, but you go and then you get there and then you get caught and your AOC says, hey, I was at the spring game. I didn't see there. Oh, yeah, we went to back east, but they didn't have it on TV for some reason. <laughs> like, I thought they were going to show it on ESPN. I feel, like that's not the, yeah, I feel like that's not the best play. But Yeah. Uh, what do I know? Yeah, so that's spring football that's going on. Uh, pretty cool. I do think another thing about it is that we don't know. 
it's just a weird thing to do because we don't know what freshmen are going to be coming in. And by the way, just to follow up last week, uh, yes, having three star recruits is a big deal. Remember how that was kind of a point yeah, we of did. last yeah. week. Well, I was more just trying to stir the pot, and I you always hear stars thrown around, whether it's you know the hottest new basketball player on YouTube or uh, roots going to certain schools. But I didn't know anything about it, so I'm like, you know what? Let me kind of be devil's advocate here and and kind of test you and see what you know about it. Cause we're all raving about a three star recruit. For all we know, you know everyone's a three star recruit. But it turns yeah. out I'm very wrong. So see, now I'm even thinking about it. I don't even know why I brought it up because I remember we got the numbers, but uh they said f- there's 50 i think it is total i don't even think it's in each position so i think there's 50 five star recruits in uh that are coming out of high school and then i think there's a few hundred four stars and there's like 1300 uh three, three stars. stars and i don't remember what the breakdown was for two stars and one stars but the craziest part to me which has almost nothing to do with air force football was the number of players that don't get a raking yeah. players that aren't recruited i did not know that that many kids played high school football it was like two hundred thousand high school players yeah don't get i mean ranking. think about i don't know i think we both went to relatively big high schools and there were did your football guys wear i didn't play high school football but did your did your football players wear like their jersey the day on the friday of the game yeah uh yeah so there would always be like I feel like every week when there was a game I'd see a different kid wearing a jersey that I didn't even know had any athleticism at all because we had a big school and a pretty decent football team but it was one of the school it was one of the teams where nobody really got cut you were just like a punching bag for the starters if you were if you were bad but you know what the thing is about those kids what's that they're only trying to do one thing and that's just they're just trying to ball with their bros. So. Yeah, well, I can't blame them for trying to ball with their bros, but I don't think they were balling too much, more so just getting pummeled. Yeah, that was really quiet on the last ball played again. Just trying to ball with my friends. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, that's what those guys are doing. So that's spring football in a nutshell. Is basically that we don't understand it. We don't understand the why. I think probably more so what it is is that the NCAA has such weird uh, scheduling for when you're allowed to have practices, how many practices you're allowed to hold, and I think that probably what happened was at one point, many years ago, they found some kind of loophole where it was like, there's oh, there's two weeks in February and March where we could potentially practice, and then it just became a tradition. Because there's no, I mean, in my mind, there's no real point to it, but maybe someone can, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'd rather have another, an extra month in the summer. Yeah. random, a random few weeks in the spring where half or a quarter of your players are graduated and the other quarter aren't there yet. Yeah, but there's one thing that if I had to say to the football team, it's uh, good luck and good job and everything. You guys are doing good! Yeah, so... Uh, well, now I don't know if that, that actually applies, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully next year we can use that soundbite more appropriately. Yeah, uh, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Air Force Hockey. So... We did have a two-game series this weekend, now winding down the regular season. So we played against, uh, I am drawing a blank right now, exactly who we played. Uh, the Hockey McCockersons. No, well, it's going to bother, see, it's going to bother me now. So I, I don't know. But we played um, this, this past weekend, Mercyhurst, I apologize. Played against Mercyhurst, and we split the series against them with a, well, it wasn't a split series, but we had a tie and we had a win. 
And basically, now we have to play Holy Cross, who's at the very bottom of our division. And we started out the week tied for third with RIT, and then we got bumped down after the tie on Friday, but yesterday that win brought us back up. So these last few games are so, so crucial and so critical to getting the guys uh, back up to where they need to be for the seeding in the tournament. The big team that I'm scared of is AIC. Uh, they beat us twice this year, and uh, they were not great games. But that was early on in the season. Um, you know, I think uh, not only are they big games since we're winding down the season, but we're also playing Holy Cross. And two of them, March 1st and 2nd. And what do we know about Holy Cross is our new athletic director is formerly at Holy Cross. So we had issues, as we talked about, we were the first ones on the scene uh, when Jim Knowlton was the was the uh, AD from Army, and we thought that maybe he was kind of working as a spy for them. And clearly we didn't do so hot with him under command, so this could kind of be our first our first little taste test to see you know, is our new AD, does he still have his hand in the pot over there at Holy Cross, or is he fully committed? So we'll kind of see what's going on. Be on the, I would say this to cadets, be on the lookout for anything purple. If he has, <laughs> if he has anything purple, just like, I don't yeah. know, maybe, maybe call SF. <laughs> yeah, if he's writing in like purple pen or something, then you need to, I think you need to call him out. Yeah. No, he's he's a funny guy. He had a, uh, a tweet today. <laughs> And I don't even, I saw it in passing, so I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was just, it was something about a whale that was like 80 tons, and he said something about wanting to recruit the whale, and, uh... Like to the football team? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. That's more of an Navy move, recruiting a whale, but... I mean, it's innovative, so I'll take it. I I think we laid an 80-ton whale out on the offensive line. I don't think anyone's getting to our quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. And he's a smart guy, you know why? I'm actually very learned. Yeah, dude, I love these sound bites. They're so, they're like crutches. Anytime I can't think of something funny or something. Yeah, and I, I can already foresee uh, needing to put a cap on how many times Kamish is allowed to use them for the next next podcast. So yeah, but you maybe know, we'll cap them. You gotta produce. Class. That's the thing is, you, you gotta you gotta produce. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I, I really hope, I think that we have a good chance to be Holy Cross. Uh, if we can get, I mean... I, I haven't looked at it exactly mathematically since Friday, exactly how we can get as far as seeding, but if we do end up having to face uh, AIC in maybe like the second round or something like that, um, I think that could be a little bit of a challenge. But I don't see any reason why we don't, we don't have the talent. We definitely do have the talent. Uh, one thing that I hate to point to it was that I noticed was the plus-minus uh, stat on a lot of our leading scorers and... Basically what that is, it's your goal differential when you're on the ice, how many goals your team scores versus the other team. So if you have negative, if you have positive, that means that you've been on the ice while more goals have been scored for your team uh, versus the other way. And obviously that can get like kind of skewed, you know, if you're just unlucky and you just happen to be out there. But, I mean, what it can say is maybe our team doesn't mesh exactly well, even though we have the talent. Uh, Billy Christopoulos, or Billy the Greek, as Coach Saratori likes to call him, uh, between the pipes is the best goalie in the league. He has like a 92 as of Friday percent save, uh, save percentage. And uh, I don't know. I just think that that's the kind of thing that can take us far. But we'll really see. And uh, Coach Territory, I didn't think had very many big sound bites from his press conference last week, but it was pretty funny. Uh, he did. He brought up a very honest and very valid point, though, just going back to Nathan Pine. 
when he was talking about uh, if he had a conversation with Nathan Pine, and he said that, yeah, he did. He sat down with him. He talked to him. And uh, Coach Territory was extremely honest. Basically, he said that hockey's doing fine, and there's a lot of other teams that you suffer that need help in growing, uh, whether it's financial support, whether it's just, like, loosening up restrictions so the players can get what they need, that kind of thing. And I completely agree, and I think that, Having Coach Saratori as a leader in the athletic department, I mean, he arguably is. He's one of the like oldest tenured coaches, has had some of the most success on some of the biggest stages. I think that's a really big move, and it just shows how much of a team environment it is, not just you know with one sport, but with everybody. So I think that's cool. It makes it so much more fun to follow Air Force sports when everybody's doing well. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, at the end, obviously the goal is that as alumni now looking back is to be able to watch and follow teams with excitement and not just like, you know, see that we're, you know, rolling over to a bad team again or something like that. So uh, more progress is obviously better. Territory knows what he's looking for in an AD and hopefully they can kind of work together to, um, you know, get everyone moving in the right direction. Yeah. So uh, it's right now what's going on at the Academy. It's our least favorite time of the year. It's when it's like still snowy out, still kind of cold, but then it'll get really warm for one day. You get really confused. Is formation? What's the uniform? Is it going to be short sleeve blues with black leather gloves? Who knows? <laughs> and a wheel cap? I don't know. Not sure. Uh, could be. Could be an apex jacket and blues pants. Um, I don't know. When do you think they're going to get OCPs at the academy? I don't know, but it's going to be like the whole BDU to ABU switch over all over again. It is. Well, we kind of talked about. It. It's like you can't get away with can't get away with anything if you're that freshman class with OCPs. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's funny, too? You can look now at even the uh, the PC gear that they have there. It doesn't even look really close to what it was when we were there. No. It's just so weird. It's that, like, it's, it's like if you gave somebody who's only been in the military and said, come up with your sportiest idea. They just take like very Air Force issued <laughs> things and put little like lightning bolts on it. Yeah, and like loosen up the sleeves, just a tiny bit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's on the on the topic of OCPs, this is kind of funny. Maybe you can uh, help me clear up some confusion I have. But from what I understand right now, is you're you're allowed to wear OCPs, but unless they are previously issued to you, you have to buy them on your own. Yeah. Okay. Which is hilarious because, and I'm probably going to rub some people the wrong way here, but it's funny now when you see someone wearing OCPs that like clearly is not in, clearly has never been deployed or clearly is not in a profession that needs them. But yeah. you're just like, dude, you, what'd you spend like $300 on those? Yeah. Like, plus, I, I don't know. I can't even tell what the rank is. Like I'm squinting, trying to look at the rank in the middle of the chest and it's impossible to see. So I just don't salute anybody. The rank and then and then the random patches too are really confusing to yeah. look at on yeah. the shoulders and stuff. Those are weird. Um, but anyways, back to what we were talking about. So it's yeah, it's still forty days. I think they're down to day twelve or something. So they're really starting to wind down. And then um, it was NCLS this past weekend. Got lot lots of pictures of A and M cadets. And uh, the thing was is that. They're not really in on the joke. They might be because whenever we post something about it, everybody tags their A&M friends, but they're not really. So I don't want to plat. I mean, I don't think either of us did because we didn't even talk about it, but we didn't post anything because 
I'm not gonna plaster an A and M cadet's face up there, and then I don't know. I don't well, know why don't how you, long it would last. But... I don't. I can't imagine many people don't know what joke we're referring to. But why don't you kind of uh... just the joke? Just like yeah, I guess if you don't know or if you don't really get it, basically the reason why we give A and M kids such a hard time is because they have, and if you don't know, they have such a weird little thing going on with their ROTC program. So they're in a separate college at Texas A and M. And they wear these strange, they kind of look like, if you've ever seen Super Troopers, the, the Mountie uniforms, they wear like cowboy boots and stirrups. They're really strange, but I guess it's super historical. It goes way back. And uh, yeah, they so they live in kind of an academy style lifestyle, I guess. They have, they live in special dorms and all that. And the only difference is, is that uh, instead of beautiful forest and scenery around them, uh, around them is a bunch of just drunk regular college kids. So, in a way, <laughs> I think it's more brutal. Like they have to go to class in uniform, uniform all the time, that kind of thing. Um, in a way, I think there's certain aspects of it that make it more difficult than going to an academy, because at least we don't have those distractions. Wrong. And I don't know, but that's that's just kind of my opinion. But what's so funny about them is they they love where they're at. They love it, and I guess I can't really hate on that. But they come to USAFA, and I guess they try to live by their Texas A&M code, and they get there, and they probably think that Academy cadets are going to be the exact same, and they're just not, because uh, the Academy kind of breeds a little more cynicism, I guess. And these kids come in and ask super long-winded questions and just wear their boots. And apparently, historically, over the years, they've tried to like tell freshmen what to do, and they've tried to get in on training sessions, and it's just really... yeah. And I think I could be wrong, but I have a feeling you have to like kind of compete to be able to get paid to go to NCLS. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like these kids who think that they're hot shit for getting picked out of their detachment or whatever they're called to be able to go to NCLS in the same crowd with these kids that are just pissed off that they got woken up to have to go to a speaker. They don't want to hear talk and they can be in their room watching Netflix right next to them. So it's like, this ugly combination of the two <laughs> and yeah that's I think what that's makes a really it even funnier yeah they didn't exactly pick the kid who got the most recent alcohol hit and say guess what you're going on a weekend vacation to colorado um yeah so they're funny but we we post stuff and so i don't know it's just like whenever they talk to anybody they stand at a parade rest and it just looks really funny in their boots uh it's one of the, it's a, just a cultural difference i guess is what it comes down to if you really it's it's definitely immature of us but i still think it's funny they kind of look like boy scouts too yeah <laughs> any a and m post is pretty much easy likes so we're yeah. gonna mil- we're gonna milk that until until it runs dry oh yeah people love it uh but i was thinking about this the ncls speakers i I don't know. Every year they try to do a theme, and I don't like that they do it. I guess it kind of makes sense because they have to get enough speakers, but I say just shoot for the stars. Just try to get the biggest names that you can get for the price. Just get somebody in the OR department to just run an optimization model like, oh, uh, George W. Bush cost this much money, Barack Obama. Like, just star-studded. Just get that. Jay-Z, whatever. Takashi 69 Yeah. Yeah, post his bail. Shiitake 420. Yeah, get all these <laughs> the cadet, guys. The cadet Shiitake 420. Yeah. So, but I guess my point is, is that uh, who is your, who's some ideal NCLS speakers that you would have? Okay. Um, can we kind of go back and forth on this so I can uh, think of some in my brain because I'm not really ready for this? Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> so you're saying you want me to, like, you're not feeling smart? I want you to go first. I'm actually very learned. Yeah, I so... am learned, but I need some time here. <laughs> okay, so what I would say for my first one, I want to hear from the guy who decided to paint that 08 on Eagle's Peak. Because that thing... It's now sandblasted off, and it was originally black paint. That is the funniest, like, I'm sorry, before you get too far into it. Like, did they not think about that? Let me sandblast a perfect 0-8 into into the rocks. Oh, it's hilarious. It's just the typical, it's the Keystone Cops, just damage control. (laughs) Like, it's like a superhero movie. You know how they're, like, they'll they'll try to arrest one bank robber, and they end up burning down half the city? That's kind of how that is. I don't know uh that but it was really funny but it's just i i think that they were it was the i don't know if they did it during their senior year but the the thing about it is that it just takes so much effort and kind of what did they think would happen maybe they had a lot more class pride but you would not see me going to like stamp my class year anywhere other than during um i guess maybe freshman year is when i would have done it so but and then after that it just kind of gets old. But I I just want to know. I have so many questions. What are yeah. the logistics? How do they do it? Supposedly they needed a presidential pardon to even graduate, or else the whole class. I think the whole class had to pay an outrate like hundreds of thousands of dollars, even though all it took was uh, these kinds of guys. Like it just took a few guys to go put it up there, but it took tons of money to sandblast it down. So I want to know what happened with that. I think that'd be good. Like where is he now? You know, did it did it seriously affect his future? Because of how he's either of... he's either a we'll see oh eight it's uh eleven years now he's either fast tracked to lieutenant colonel or he's in jail. <laughs> there's no in between. Yeah, no, there's not because it's one of those things where he's clearly a very bright guy, probably pretty physically strong. If you're because I what I've heard it, that's the thing is I just want to dispel all the rumors, um, because supposedly what he did was he. He rappelled down the face of Eagle's Peak. Yeah. Have you ever done that? That's horrifying. So, I don't know. But I just have all those questions. And I, I just think that somebody with that kind of brain power and that kind of determination and will is either going to use like, it. And, like, stupidity. Yeah. They're either going to use it for good or they're going to end up in jail. Yeah. That's probably fair. That'd be, I'd, I'd go listen to him. Yeah. All right. I drummed up one. All right. This um, <laughs> See... I want the herein lies the issue is that everybody's always asking how to make NCLS better. They always send out the surveys. Problem is, I can't think of anybody. There's, I think that's really what the heart of this issue is. There's really nobody that I would willingly want to sit down and listen to talk at me for an hour to an hour and a half, which is really sad. I think well, I should have a, I think I should have more of a thirst for learning. So maybe but, my next one will be right up your alley. So, okay. um, how about Bill Burr? <laughs> that's. Perfect. And the reason being is I think it doesn't have to be Bill Burr. I just want some comedian that has no filter and is just going to go off about what he sees in front of him. Because I think it would like a lot of people would kind of like be a t- little taken back. Imagine if Bill Burr spent three days walking around the Academy and then got to do an hour stand up about it. That like, I It know. would be amazing and people would be so butthurt. I think it would be like I, I could easily sit through that. Can you? The, I think the funniest point would be when they go to give him the, uh, the little falcon statue. And what do they? What yeah. does everybody do? They go bird. Yes. Yeah. So dumb. Dick, dude. Uh, dude. What is this, dude? This yeah. Is, this is brutal. 
<laughs> You'd be like, oh, a little birdie. What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. You want me to hang it in my little office over there? <laughs> you know what's hilarious is 99% of the population doesn't know who Bill Burr is. Well, they're, they're all Googling on their phone right now. Yeah, look up Bill Burr. Uh, tell him we sent you. You'll get $5 off on his podcast. Um, so I think that's a good one. I think, ha- yeah, having a comedian um, would be really solid. You know who we did have? We had a comedian. Who's the guy? Which this was, the celebrities that we've had come through the Academy, at least when we were there, were always just, they were always just a real crapshoot. We had Cuba Gooding Jr. come uh, yeah. when, when Red Tails was out. And that was, I mean, that was fine. That made sense. But then uh, Dick Vitale just showed up one day. Yeah, and it wasn't even for like tower. a game. He was just yeah, there. No, just uh, just came through like, I heard great things about Mitch's. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And so he just the came Falcons in. The Falcons are on fire, baby. Yeah. And so he came up and did that. Uh, but the other guy who came and did an hour-long set, and it was really funny, was uh, the guy from uh, I know who you're Half-Baked. talking about. I forget his name. Uh, just shows how much I'm like. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. But the guy with wonky eyes from Half Baked uh, was there, and he did that thing. Like, but what was great was his perspective. It was kind of like he really didn't even take an effort to learn about any of the stuff he was talking about. It was just like he observed it and just said, "I'm just going to talk about that," because he was talking about the dualies uh, carrying their backpacks. I mean, today's kids wouldn't understand, but. It was, yeah, it was really funny. Well, I think, I don't know, some guys, like, you hear about um, Robin Williams, who does military tours, or yeah. did, rest in peace, did military tours. Um, like, if they're that famous, then it's really cool. Because it's like, wow, he's legitimately doing this out of, like, the kindness of his heart. You know, like, he's not getting paid much for this, if anything. But then yeah. you have the guys that are, like, doing these military tours, which you see on bases all the time. And it's like they're either washed up or they like this is them trying to get off the ground. So they're getting paid, you know, a little bit by the military to go to like 30 bases in three months. And so you're never going to get these super high quality acts unless I don't know, unless it's something like a Robin Williams, which is just like a one off. Yeah. Uh, So I have one more guy that I do want to talk about. Um, It's not even somebody specific. How about just a guy who's a, a stolen valor guy? And not so that way they come up and talk like they've admitted to Stolen Valor, not where they come up and say, listen, here's what was going through my brain. Somebody just to come up and just tell us ridiculous stories, because at least that would be really entertaining. That would be. Some guy who just walks up and says, well, I was infantry, and then uh, I got to the base, and it turns out they didn't have any room on the tank that was going out, so they stuck me in an F-35, and this was in 1997, and so... (laughs) Like, just... ideally, it's somebody that we know is stolen valor, but we pretend like they're, all their stuff is real. So then yeah. they get up on stage, and you just hear them going crazy in front of people that pretty much know what, you know what's going on in the military, and he just sounds like a complete fool. Yeah. And you know what happens to those guys? What? Girls come up to him, and they go... Will you go to Ringo's with me? Sorry, I'm trying to work you know, on <laughs> I feel like the other thing is I need to explain uh, what all these sound bites are because I'll maybe do it later. But that one, uh, just due to how funny that one is, just play it clearly and then explain what it is. I think they they deserve to know. Okay, so this one, it's from 
It's from a video. And if you go, if you want a good hour and a half of entertainment, just type in YouTube uh, Ring Dance, uh, Air Force Academy Ring Dance, and it's basically just cadets asking celebrities. And I'm not knocking them. Like, I get it. And it's like, shoot your shot. If it works, it works. That'd be really cool. But, uh... We've also said don't go for A-list celebrities two weeks yeah. before Ring Dance. Like, yeah. keep it keep it somewhat realistic. But then there's also kids who shoot so low, like super niche. There was one kid, and I think this was a couple of years ago, uh, who asked some, he made a video asking some Twitch streamer to come. And then in his, <laughs> in his description, he invited her to the house. He's like, if you come out, like you can come to my, the cat, it says the cabin up in Breckenridge. It doesn't and sound I'm not trying to call this kid. Yeah. I'm not trying to call this kid out, but a video, a selfie video of yourself asking a Twitch streamer, Hey, can you, will you come out to a cabin in the woods with me and all my, uh, military buddies? It just appearance wise, when you're at the Academy, it seems fine. But then, you know, not to mention if else. you go, if you go that niche, you're going to be like super nervous because in your mind it's this A-list celebrity, but to everybody yeah. else they don't even know who she is. So yeah, that, like, that's what I'm saying. It's too, like this very like... awkward disconnect. Like this is my ring band stand. It's like, oh, how'd you meet? It's like, oh, I asked her. She's like a celebrity. It's like on what? On Twitch? What's Twitch? <laughs> yeah. You don't know Bad Bunny twenty three on Twitch? It's like no, yeah. I don't. <laughs> um. So what that video or what that comes from is a kid and this was uh, in probably like 2014 or something that he put this out. And so he ha I think the thing is too if the pe when the people leave him up and they get a lot of views and people kind of laugh at him, I think they're in on the joke because this video it's of a kid he made a dubbed version of Magic by Maroon 5 where he asks Ariana Grande and him and his buddy do a little bit of acting in the beginning. And like I said, not trying to light him up, it's just objectively funny. Because just the quality isn't there, and so at the very end, it's the. I'll just play it. Will you go to ring dance with me? And she was dating Big Sean at the time, and uh, he alludes to it. And like his buddy in the video is just like, Isn't she dating Big Sean? He goes, Yeah. And then he goes up to a girl and says, Hey, you gotta ask Big Sean to ring dance. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's so good. Um, and the then, lack of it's the lack of rhyming in it that really just gets me going. Yeah, and we'll I mean we'll play more, but the other one that I really liked that needs a little explanation. This I'm one, actually very learned. That was uh, so I was looking for ear videos, muffs, and that it. is an adult, yeah, earmuffs. But I no, I won't go into detail. <laughs> it was an adult film actress, uh, and what they were doing it was I was not on a website or anything. It was on YouTube, and they were asking them how educated they are and all the girls were basically just saying their education that's the first thing the girl goes i'm actually very learned and then she goes on to say how she like almost finished a uh, cosmetology degree or something i don't know it was really funny so that's really it but uh i don't know we're we're t we're talking a lot here so i'll go over a few more when uh when the time is right. But the classic one that I don't even, that doesn't even need any explanation is just what we're trying to do. Just me and Archie over here, we're just. Just trying to ball with my breath? Yeah, just trying to ball with our bros. Literally, that's me before uh, every intramural. Just trying to ball with my breath? Yeah. Go if you ever get in trouble with your AOC, just. Just trying to ball with my breath? Just drop that on them, so. Uh, okay, so up next, so we're going to do. This is, this episode is going off the rails, especially because oh, yeah. of what I'm about to do. So we got an email offering us what do we get offered five or was it 
five or five hundred thousand. I think it was. I can't remember. Five thousand. It was either five to five thousand, five thousand dollars to read this advertisement. Yeah, and we were like per second that I read the ad, so I'm gonna read it slowly. But this is the ad. So uh, today's episode is brought to you by Shower Shoes. Are you a cadet that takes showers? I know some of you aren't, but if you are. You may be wondering how you can avoid getting that pesky chlamydia on your feet once a month. Or maybe your closet has been smelling a little too fresh lately, and you need something that will go in there while it's wet to give the clothes in your closet a nice musk. Well, do I have the product for you? It's shower shoes. The all-new barrier between the shower and your nasty feet is specifically designed with poor traction, so you slip and fall, calling into question your physical ability to commission. Shower shoes. Oh, and ICs. If you think that plain old shower shoes are for nerds, don't worry. We've got you covered. Now introducing Nike Slide Shower Shoes. They're not technically designed to be showered in, but don't worry about it. So that's our and ad. Maybe they'll be, I think there might be the some FNBA shower shoes coming out soon. Do you think Nike paid, do you think the company paid Nike to make those? Because it sounds like a weird collab thing. Or is Nike, <laughs> Nike paying? I don't know. Ad? I didn't read the fine print. Me either. Yeah, well, apparently we test. That's it pay a nigerian prince ten thousand dollars first before we get the money back i don't know oh. i would say that's a good investment so please buy a t-shirt it's <laughs> yeah. going to help us out immensely because we that five dollar profit margin on those shirts we need that to add up <laughs> precisely all right so we're going to do uh, a new segment we're the segments have been getting a little stale Mostly because I think that they are they get easier during certain times of the year, and right now it's just so stale because everybody's just focused on recognition and spring break and graduation and the other thing, ring dance. I can't even find the video now, so I'm not even gonna play it. But they're focused on ring dance. Um, but you have it. Yeah. So, so we're gonna do. I was thinking we we talk a lot of crap about um, things that we do with the academy that we think don't matter. But I think it'd be good to, you know, do a little, po- a little positive PR for the academy about things that you learn or you develop at the academy that you can use in real life after you graduate. So the one I was yeah. thinking about is because you kind of just get beat into the ground during basic and then freshman year and recognition, and then really just the academic schedule after that, you pretty much learn to be able to sleep anytime, anywhere, and. Prove yeah. me wrong out there. Uh, send us a DM or something. But I've never met an academy grad that has trouble sleeping. So everyone talks about like sleep apnea, insomnia, all this stuff. Not if you go to the academy because you kind of learn that you know there could be construction going on outside my room at 5 a.m. on a Tuesday, and I need to be up in 20 minutes, but I'm going to be able to pump out 20 more minutes of sleep. That's true. The other thing is is that I think cadets, if you can't if you're having trouble they also have like no because they, you learn just through trials and experience healthy coping mechanisms to help get you to sleep sometimes it's polishing off uh two buckets of miller high life that kind of thing yeah. just stuff that and gets some you people to sleep, like real quick some people uh cure their, their insomnia by staying up till 4 a.m and then um starting their homework at 4 30 and then being pissed that they had to pull an all-nighter so yeah i will say do you remember um I still chase the feeling of an academy nap. Like that bed was my most comfortable bed ever, even though it was the worst bed. I've spent a lot of money yeah. on a bed, and it nothing compares to that 1960s mattress with 
three layers of just eggshell <laughs> foam padding and memory foam that I lay down. And you get all into the corner. And uh, actually, I asked my wife, I was like, hey, can we push our bed into the corner? And I'll just like, sleep, cuddle in the corner. She's like, no, you psychopath. We're grownups. Like, I'll get you a race car bed for your other room. That is true. It's like so, nothing, um, nothing like taking out that mattress pad and folding it out over your Sammy bed. And then the only problem is I feel like, oh, maybe I was just overly paranoid, but I felt like I was always sleeping in fear. I'm just like ready to get kicked out at any second. So it was like always mind racing. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good one though. I so I have like I have so many. If I don't know if, this is, if it's gonna be a recurring segment, I guess I can save them. But my my first one is uh, cadets know how to make anything taste good, and this is kind of like prison. You ever see those? You ever hear of a prison no. burrito? It's not a burrito at all. There's this new influx of content on YouTube and in just on TV in general where people talk about st- like how to make different foods that they have in prison because they they have limited things and so basically what they would do is crush up like ramen noodles and chips and slim jims and stuff and they would put it into and they would add a little water so it becomes kind of a paste and then they put it in a chip bag and heat it up in boiling water and they kind of fold it and it comes out like a burrito but the problem is it's not a burrito because a burrito has to be wrapped up in something that's usually not compact like a turd like this is so i don't know but my point is is that they can take something with just random ingredients and make it good and cadets have a way with condiments to do that yeah like i when i first learned the recipe for honey mustard my mind was blown and you think that it's just honey and mustard but it's really not it's a lot more nuanced than that so that's always something that's just really impressive i've seen kids turn caesar wraps into barbecue wraps And you might be thinking, like, hey, Kamish, that's just, they just dump barbecue sauce on their Caesar wrap. No, I disagree. I think it's a really impressive skill that cadets have. Also, the ability to put peanut butter on anything. I've seen cadets put peanut butter on rosemary parmesan rolls. Kind of weird, but that's fine. Yeah, that's that's a weird move. Uh, And then also, yeah, just, just stuff like that. Uh, resourceful resourcefulness yeah those are those are critical skills and i've seen you you definitely you definitely learn more of like resourcefulness eating at mitch's for four years than you do in eset or in uh sear yeah yeah because there were 90 percent of the meals i did not want to eat but you got to eat so you kind of make it work somehow yeah those are brutal and then you learn how to stock up too out of those big metal bowls when you see the kids just walking over with their backpack and their buddies are just shoveling in cookies <laughs> like they're in some kind of a heist, like it's a diamond heist or something. Yeah, and then you always, you just got to, you learn to cher- cherish the foods that you do like, like on Chicka Tender Day. Yeah. I also love the kids who would steal things, oddly specifically, kids who would steal plates. It's like, dude, don't, yeah. don't be an animal. Don't steal a plate from Mitch's. <laughs> steal it from your squadron. <laughs> yeah. Go to your squad sword. Take it. Um, so uh, the good application there is cadets learn to steal, I guess, for the real world. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> Stealing, like, office supplies. That was, I don't know. That wasn't the intent of this segment, but... Hey. Well, I think that's an important... I think that's an important skill, too, because they, you spend, they spend so long building you up, you can't lie, cheat, or steal, but then when you get on the real Air Force, you are allowed to do those things. So you have to relearn how to do them, but do them effectively. 
<laughs> you steal you steal a pen off your boss's desk. That's fine. You know, you you start stealing from the squadron fund. Not good. Yeah, that's true. You gotta pick your battles. Yeah, you got a weird guy. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? You gotta lie to him. You gotta say nothing. That's a good point. That is a good. Point. Yeah, I mean, that's still technically lying. Can you imagine that? Oh, that would be the worst honor case if somebody got brought up. Hey, he said he wasn't doing anything this weekend. I checked his Snapchat. He was in Denver. Oh, oh. I could see it happening though. That could be a you movie. build a strong enough case. Yeah. In in the very end, they're just they just figure out. Hey, we didn't actually like that kid. Boom. Or uh, hey, can I borrow your car this weekend? No, I'm using it. And then they find out that you didn't use it. Yeah. They find out it actually hasn't moved in six months. <laughs> I mean, if you get that prime spot, you're going to sacrifice going somewhere on the weekend to keep that spot. That's why you got to use the power of your words. The whole I think, I think is such a powerful word. It's like, lost I up. think I'm going to use it this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm doing this. Don't quote Never me. be definitive. Yeah, don't quote me on it, but I think. That's a good one. So you keep, your, keep yourself in the clear. Yeah. Did you steal all the Hot Pockets from the store? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fridge is overflowing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's my fridge. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> that's another good one. <laughs> yeah. Can you cheat off that kid in Astor? Because all your, all your wrong answers are the exact same. Yeah. That really doesn't sound like me. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like something I would do. Yeah. Well, is it? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's not me. <laughs> you know what? I'm just trying to... Just trying to ball my breath? That's all. I'm just trying to ball my breath. Literally just trying to ball my breath. <laughs> all right. So let's go into Soup's List. This is why I said this is going off the rails because these are just going to get kind of ridiculous. Uh, Soup's List of songs that the band plays during parades. Okay. Classic. So... Believe it or not, all the cadets who complain about how hard it is now because they don't have unlimited passes, uh, let me remind you of a time that existed before you where we had parades every single weekend, every Monday. So that means if the weekend was a little strong Full you, parade. Full parade. Full parade. On the Tizo with wheel caps. So that means if the weekend was a little strong, it's fine. Doesn't matter. You're going to the parade. So... Um, I've heard a lot of hours of Air Force band music, and for the life of me, I can only remember like four songs, but I wanted to do a soups list of them. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go first. Okay. Just because. My first one is the song that sounds like Summer Camp, and the reason why I say that is because I'm pretty sure I've heard it on either the Sandlot or Heavyweights or something. It's the one that's <laughs> like, do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. and that is so great because you always have this you always have like the sassy piccolo on the end just like just ringing it out uh i love that one <laughs> that is a good one you kind of get entranced in that one when it's going yeah, on yeah man like you don't even like they could play that on repeat and it'd be like some zoolander stuff where all of a sudden i'm you know, they can tell me to do whatever they want. Yeah, you're kind of like, where are they taking? Are they taking me to go do, go jump on the blob on the lake, or am I going into Mitch's? Oh man, that's like nightmare stuff right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right, my first one is uh, when they've been playing for a while, and then there's like no no brass or anything, and it's just the drums. Oh. Like the yeah, it's just drums. Not not maybe not even the bass drum. It's just straight up snare. And I think they just take turns about who's going when because they're probably just tired of playing music. 
All right. Well, I'm gonna. My it makes me feel very like Civil War, Revolutionary War esque. See, and that's my. I mean, that's mine too. But like when they finish, that's my next one. So I'll just say how I felt came about it. It's when you're marching. It's like the marching music because that, especially if a guy can put a little flavor on it, it's usually no offense to the drum and bugle corps. Uh, drum and bugle corps, if you really think about it, are some of the most impressive individuals at the academy. I had a roommate freshman year who was on DNB. And he was like, yeah, I played a little bit of recorder in fourth grade. I'm going to go try out for D&B. And he comes back and he's like, I play the tuba now. <laughs> and I was like, how are you going to learn that? He's like, I don't know. They said they're going to teach me. <laughs> so I think some kids do have band experience. I think there's some kids who go in there and they know how to play hot cross buns on the piano. And all of a sudden they are a saxophone player. So a Kenny G. Exactly. So, um, that's that's a good one, but yeah, the, just a little bit of flavor on the, and you just you really just stride it out to that. You can kind of do like a little Millie Rock. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a little, you get like a little shoulder roll going. You can't really help it. No, you can't. But yeah, I like I kind of like when it's just drums. Yeah. All right. What do you got next? Um, my last one is when they get a little. Oh wait, no, that was my first one. So my second one is uh, when they try and get a little fancy and they do like either a superhero song or a new pop song, but it's just the, just the instrumental, obviously. Yeah. Party rock. Because anthem. you're so, yeah. Like you're so in sync of just hearing the do, 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 do. And it, it's just going on repeat for hours. And then you hear something different and you're kind of like snapping back to reality. You're like, Whoa, these guys are getting a little, you know, a little ahead of themselves. Like, are they allowed to do this? You know, what song would be great if they played like a contemporary song. What's that? So my last one is it's a it's just kind of a triple threat. It's where they go, uh, and please everyone rise for the playing of honors, the playing of it's three songs. They're like the playing of honors, the national anthem, the colors, the colors, honors, and the it's just that, just that absolute brutal marathon. And here is, let me tell you something. This is my I'm still angry about this. I've been cucked multiple times at the academy <laughs> out of my control absolutely screwed and this was one of the times the first time was when i was at the prep school and i'm not even going to say the name but he i don't think he listens but he knows who he is when i had my name written down to room with a friend of mine and he wasn't able to sign up because i think he was gone for the weekend and signed up late so he erased my name and switched it it was the scummiest thing that ever happened and i was totally blindsided <laughs> wait 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 who erased your name i'm not saying the name I will tell you offline. Uh, the second time, and this is very funny, uh, is when I, this was sophomore year, and I was walking, I think I've told this story before, but I was walking into Mitch's, and it was a mandatory breakfast day, and I was standing in line to get a banana, and some kid walks in, in our class, and cuts in front of me, and as we get up to the line, there is one banana left, and he takes it. Damn. And I hated that kid for the rest of my time at the academy. You let him cut you? I, it was 6.45 in the morning. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, you didn't have the energy. Yeah. So there. he cuts me. I hate this kid. Never talked to him. <laughs> never had a class with him. But I hate him. Uh, just just stared at him every single time. I saw my graduation. I was like, thank heavens I'm never going to see this kid again. Guess what? Get on active duty. Get to the base. 
guess who is there? This kid. End up talking to him. He's absolutely delightful. <laughs> I never told him the story, but I I kind of want to now because he's seriously just a fantastic guy. Like we got along. I think he should. We got along great, but that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> that's like such a funny concept because I'm at, like everybody has those moments. Yeah, and it's especially the academy where you're in such close quarters for such a long period of time. It's like it doesn't take much. It's like how we talked about last week. The difference in us graduating and not graduating was me bending down to tie my shoe on M20 in, you know, sophomore year. Like, that was the difference. Yeah. It, it was, it's not much. Same thing goes for when you don't really know somebody that well. It's like, all it takes for them to take the last banana in line, and they're your arch nemesis for the next three years. Yeah, but you know what? We made it through the academy, and now... I'm actually very learned. Yeah, so... Uh, but anyways, back to my third and final cuck story. The, the other one that happened was I, uh, sophomore year, I got, we, so back then we would switch after freshman year and I had met this guy, uh, during basic and I would kind of make him laugh like, and he thought I was funny. So we had like a good rapport and he was the kind of, he was the squadron commander and he was the kind of squadron commander who wanted everybody to like him. Super good guy, but just wanted everybody to like him. Didn't want to make anybody mad. And he knew that he didn't know any of the sophomores except really for me. And he knew that we had a good rapport. So he knew that it wouldn't, he knew that it would make me mad, but he knew that I would get over it. So he made me the guide on bear. And that was the <laughs> worst semester of my life. It was abysmal. I didn't care. I would have to go to all the practices when everybody else oh, would be able man. to squeeze out another, <laughs> another fourth period nap. And I, yeah, it was abysmal. So what's funny is that stuff, like especially being the guide on bear, because if you're a flight commander or you're a squadron commander, it's like okay, you know, it kind of makes you look good. You got to do a little saber team stuff, but whatever. Nobody really bats an eye at that. But when you're guide on bear, nobody really assumes that you're voluntold to do it. Everybody just kind of assumes that that guy wants to be the guide on bear. Oh, yeah. And especially in your friend group, it's like whenever somebody in our friend group was guide on bear, it was your sole purpose in life was to try and get as many pictures as you could of that kid with the guy. Just yeah. because it's pure embarrassment. Uh, yeah, oh, I think man. I don't think I survived. I think there was one that made it out of me and it was because uh, I think you were in full salute mode, too. I think I was because it was the, the picture was from a, the unit awards. So there was three. Oh. Only three guide on bears up there, and it's just me. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's awesome. So, but now it's a point of pride. I can say that I gutted it out, and uh, I made it through all of those. Please stand for the national anthem, the pledge of allegiance, the playing of taps, the reading of the third verse, as well as Schofield quote. So I was <laughs> and, able to and uh, a rendition of "Will You Go to Ring Dance with Me." Exactly. Um, so I made it through those. So that's my, that's my soups list. All right. Final thing before we go into minutes goes down in the DMs. So we were we asked everybody what to talk about uh, when it came to the podcast, and we've been asking for more interaction. Once again, everybody only really talks to us when the podcast is gone, when we don't do it for a while. So uh, we got not great submissions. Uh, one kid, probably a high schooler. Uh, said, talk about 21 Savage. So, um, all right, we'll talk about 21 Savage for a second. He obviously got busted for by immigration for being British. That's hilarious. Uh, possibly a spy. 
What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like we said, Takashi 6'9 might become a Yusafa cadet. So if you see junior year, a British exchange guy come over, then just keep your eyes out. Yeah. The funniest part about it, well, it wasn't even funny. He did a really good job. Uh, I wanted to know how, because he doesn't normally take to the media too kindly. Uh, there was a clip that went around a long time ago where someone asked him about the cross tattooed uh, between his eyes. And that's when he had the classic line, it's a knife. And so he normally doesn't take well to questions, uh, but people asked him what he thought about the memes. And he was just like, I don't look at the memes. He's like, I've been shot multiple times. Uh, you know, that's the stuff that I worry about. I worry about real world stuff. So like, all I got to do is turn off my phone. So I thought it was a really good answer. And then he did admit uh, that when he was growing up, he had a British accent. And he was like, well, I moved here when I was a little kid. And I eventually lost it. So shout out to him for doing that. It was uh, really funny to own up. And I thought he gave really good answers. But what could have been, man? What could have been? If he just denied it or came out and just right after started talking with a British accent? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I don't really know much about the whole situation. So That's really it. I mean, it doesn't look that like we just We talked about 21 Savage for about two minutes too long. So Yeah. Uh, another thing, what if Gordon Ams- Gordon Ramsay ate at Mitch's? Uh, yeah, what if Gordon Ramsay ate at Mitch's? He loved the chicken strips, hate everything else. Uh, next, someone <laughs> from... I don't know, wait, I kind of like that topic. I mean, like, what is there to say? He just makes fun of everything. Like, yeah. I just, could you imagine him, like, ripping into some Mitchell Hall cafeteria workers? And them just being like, I literally take it out of the freezer, put it in. It would, it would be kind of funny. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it'd be good. I don't know. What if I think it'd be funny whatever he decided. Because you know how sometimes he surprises people and he always really likes something? Just something yes. totally random. Yeah. And he'll say, oh, I actually really like this. What if it was Choco Tacos or something? <laughs> He's like, this Choco Taco is bloody brilliant. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well... And then he just go. He just calls up the hotline to the Choco Taco factory, and he's just like, "You guys are doing good." And he just says that. <laughs> uh, so I would love that. Um, and then somebody in their bio says Yusafa twenty three. So they're they're probably a prep schooler, uh, potentially a high schooler, one of the two. I guess I don't know. Just wanted to be shouted out. We're not giving names. I don't know if people want their names read. Um, so I guess maybe next time when I ask if. When we ask if we're for stuff to talk about, maybe tell us if you want it read or a shout out. But um, yeah, what about it? Right? Like, I don't know. Like we said last week, we get yelled at if we say anything about it. So wait, about it, what? Recognition? About yeah, recognition. Oh. It, what do you want to know? It sucks. It's three days long. It's not Super fun for anybody. Secret. The upperclassmen, if you're a no, freshman, there listening, are some people that enjoy it. Okay. Some, I think some upperclassmen really, really, uh, you know, they like the build up and. They like making people's lives terrible. Well, that sounds awful. Um, I don't know. It's it sucks. <laughs> yeah. What else do you want to know? It's just uh, it's it's one of those things though that like I don't know. You hate to admit it because we're pretty anti. We like we said last week. We don't like it. We didn't like it as a freshman or as an upperclassman. But then at the same time, if they just like got rid of it, everybody'd be like, "This is BS." You know. We should it should be work, it should be harder now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they should get rid of it. I'm just saying it sucks. Like it's a thing you just gotta do. It's yeah. Like, it's three days long or two and a half days long. You'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, next thing, K 
K-Tests, I think, this came from a freshman. Once again, what do you want to know? I think I failed all of them. I, I, <laughs> I think it was the thing, and that's not even just me being like, oh, I'm cool, I feel, I didn't care about anything. No, seriously, I think what I did was, um, I'm not good at quotes. I'm, I'm just really not. Uh, and I think what happened was, is they did the kind of thing where if you failed two in a row, you would just be, you'd get your room sammied like every day kind of thing. And uh, so what I would do was not do well on one and then just do really, I mean, pass the next one and just kind of go back and forth. And it was I think miserable. it's your, yeah. the effort you have to put into a K-test is strictly dependent on the punishment that has been laid out for failing them. Like, if you're going to have to put in yeah. more work for the K-test and then do bad in school because it's a very mediocre punishment and just say F the K test and just fail it. But if like, you know, you're trying to go to Boulder this weekend and the K test is dependent on if you can leave for the weekend, then maybe you need to take it a little bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My two cents. I agree. They're, they're just one of those things that I forgot. I mean, I don't think about them much when it comes to things that sucked about freshman year. Cause it was, 20 minutes on Sundays. I don't know. Uh, okay. So that's really all we've got uh, in terms of content. Wacky episode. Um, but you know what? I think the biggest, I think Troy Calhoun has said you it. You got to produce. Yeah, you got to produce. So last we're going to do minutes. Uh, you are a pro at minutes. So Man, call them out. Too good to me. But uh, basically go to fastneatbelowaverage.com. Spell average A-V-G. So fastneatbelowavg.com. Um, got all kinds of good stuff up there, so just check it out. And yeah, perfect stuff. If you want to my yeah, if you're trying to ball with your bros, Maybe we might have FNBA earplugs up there for next week's podcast. If we're trying to block <laughs> out, block yeah. out the haters of uh, all these sound clips. Yeah, once again, we did get a few reviews. Appreciate those a lot. Um, write more reviews. Download the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, if we can, pump those numbers up. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to thin air. I want you to share.